0: Television podcast, a podcast for every 14 days, that's one 4 don't panic. Myself, Lucas Kirkby, and a man on a screen in my room, Tom Laurinson. We look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books, and we nitpick them for as long as we're able. This week, we're on episode 133, and it's chapter 36 of The Order of the Phoenix, the only one he ever, I always want to say loved, but it's the only one he ever feared. <laughs> don't be loved. What Voldemort loved. Anyway,
1: here he is it's Tom Larrinson. How are you? I am good. And here in front of me, a man that I lay my eyes upon. It is Lucas Kirkby. Let me give you a rundown of this man. Right, great big bushy beard. Right, <laughs> eyes yeah. like brown, like chocolate gattos hair brown like chocolate gatto. eyebrows uh like two slugs um yeah that's you
0: thank you so much well i'm glad you've mentioned the beard because uh it's something i've been working on as you know one of my big role models is uh, sir charles darwin and so i've gone to you know, I'm trying to emulate it by growing a big bushy beard. And uh, hopefully, I can emulate his actions as well. Pop quiz. Charles Darling, what town is he from in England? Uh, I thought I knew that. Maybe not. I'm going to guess he's from uh, Runcorn. He's from Shrewsbury. He's from Shrewsbury. You've got to admire a man. Who has the confidence to walk up to a vicar, for example, point at an ape and say, That's your nana. <laughs> You've got to commend him for that. Because at the time I'd be like, Excuse me, that is not my nana. <laughs> well, right, I'll be the vicar, you be uh, Charles
1: Darwin. Alright. <laughs>
0: Sorry to interrupt you, Father. Mm.
1: Um,
0: but uh, I've been on a on a ship. Uh, I've been to uh, Australia, New Zealand. Mm. I've come mm. back, and I reckon a gorilla is your granddad. Uh, what do you think listen about here, that?
1: you. Listen here, you bald-headed, bushy-beard bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, you're not welcome in Shrewsbury anymore. Oh. Oh. Why don't That's you walk? Yeah. 20, 20 paces west and live in Wales. I will.
0: And I'll tell all the vicars there that
1: their nanas are gorillas as well. Well, let's that out. Right now you're in Wales. I'm a Welsh vicar. It's got a moosh. Uh, mamma mia. <laughs> mamma mia. Hmm? Hello Welsh father. Uh, hello. Where, uh, where have you been? Who are you? <laughs>
0: Where have I been? And then, who am I? (laughs) Well, I've been in Shrewsbury, and my name is Charles
1: Darwin. I'm soon to be knighted, actually. Isn't that charming? Are you uh, to stay with us long? Live in Wales, you know? Yeah, I have to live in Wales
0: now. I've been banished from my previous parish, because I said uh, that the guy's grandma looked like a gorilla.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, Mama. Uh, I suppose uh, you'll need a new name, will you? Uh, I'll call you, uh, Charlie Jones.
0: i well, that'll be Charlie Jones. And by the way, Vicky, I think your are a gorilla as well.
1: Oh, well, you don't say. She's a very hairy woman. I am Welsh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, or a stereotype, that Welsh people are hairy.
1: <laughs> but, there we go. Well, you're bloody, you're Welsh, you're bloody hairy. I am bloody hairy, yeah. Uh, The amount of of, uh, hotel rooms I've shared with you where you've taken off your shirt and without even thinking have started doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Strumming your fists on your chest.
0: Yeah, I must admit I do often bat my pecs like a silverback. It's to show dominance.
1: You, You do have a great big hairy chest. Agree or disagree?
0: I agree. Imagine Sean Connery slash Austin Powers all rolled into one.
1: (laughs) I'm salivating.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that, ladies.
1: Sean Connery and Austin Powers rolling around on the floor, did you say?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've just not been keeping my beard together. I I might sort it out today. It's a bit wild, isn't it? Mm. Hey, but are you noticing any different, anything different about my body?
1: Different t shirt? No. How about now? No, what? I've joined a gym. No. Well, I can't, I'm getting your shoulders and your head. So, how's that going up there? you not seeing the joined... effects after two weeks? Um. No, I've not. Uh, I think it takes two weeks for yourself to notice the difference it takes a month for your friends and family to notice the differences and then i think two months for acquaintances we so will come back <laughs> after good. two weeks yeah.
0: and after six months complete strangers will be complimenting your change <laughs> oh, yeah. i've well, never well, seen you before but i can see that you're on a journey <laughs> well done <laughs>
1: so you ju- you've joined a gym
0: yeah well i'd like to lose a bit of weight and just like be able to move a bit more freely because i've slowly been uh, getting a bit bigger and this is not why i joined the gym but <laughs> on a side note we would i was in a, uh, doing a lesson in school and ice cream came up we talked about ice cream and then a the kid goes hey i saw mr kirkby at the ice cream shop and everyone goes oh did you was that right And another kid puts their hand up and goes, I saw Mr. Kirkby at McDonald's. (laughs) Expecting a third kid to put his hand up. I saw Mr. Kirkby at the Lard Factory. Shut your mouth, you kids. (laughs) About my eating habits, thank you.
1: And ratting out my (laughs) ten-year-old. I saw Mr. Kirkby rolling round in his own muck. Hey! (laughs) Oi, do your maths. (laughs) <laughs>
0: but yeah but I'm doing it for myself, really, but Martina's going as well and it's quite nice doing it together but you, the people and the vibes of this gym uh, it's not my vibe I like going there but everyone's walking around like this like this yeah. sleeveless tops right, grunting right? I go in there first day like getting changed in the dressing room. I'm listening to the lyrics of the music that they're playing in the gym. It's like, yeah, you just wanna fuck me. I'm like, well, I don't wanna be listening to that. Uh, (laughs) It's bloody explicit. So I just put my AirPods in and listen to either country music or a Doctor Who audio play uh, while everyone else listens to Snut. What do you do at the gym? Well, I like running. I'm trying to get more endurance on the old treadmill. Um, so I kind of do a bit of like uphill walking, a bit of running. I try and do, well, I've already seen a bit of an improvement because I used to struggle like running fast for a long time, but now I can do like 10 minute bursts, which is good. And then I do, do a do? little bit of pulling things and lifting things on the machines. And then I did a bit of rowing as well, but now my hips hurt, so I need a break from that.
1: (laughs) It sounds like you're just going, you're going to the gym and you're going freestyle. Yeah, there's no plan. I just want to move a bit more
0: and uh, enjoy it. I don't want to be too strenuous at the gym.
1: I think, um, uh, great start, fantastic. But I feel like without a plan, Yeah. Uh, You'll get a bit bored.
0: All right. Well, I'll quit tomorrow. Can't be
1: nice. No, that's not
0: what I was saying. What? (laughs) Hey? What? (laughs) Hey, well, I need to have the motivation of the guy that was next to me on the treadmill a few days ago. Get him to train you. I might get him to train me. Because I was there doing me running. And I can kind of see something in the corner of my eye turn to my right and this guy's on the treadmill But he's like punching the air like this while he's running on the treadmill so i'm like all right fair enough so i keep running a bit next thing he turns <laughs> he turns sideways on the treadmill right and he's moving sideways and he's like punching towards me like that i'm like Get in, <laughs> I'm you getting ch- a bit
1: close did you turn towards him? Like that
0: is it. All right. <laughs> I felt like doing it, turning to face him, right? And then but it's making me laugh because he's just a bit mega intense. And then later on he's doing it backwards. So like I'm going forwards on the treadmill. And he's like this <laughs> going backwards on it. It was fantastic. I wish I had his brain. What do you make to that?
1: i love it i think yeah, yeah. i think uh, i think find a little plan online and follow it yeah. or get a like a little course from the pt at your gym little course from the pt at my gym yeah maybe i'm just trying to go yeah and enjoy maybe it not gonna do that sounds like effort or money
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe get into a plant but i'm enjoying going i'm moving we're doing about two hours at a time doing stuff so that's not bad bloody i don't think
1: bloody hell uh yeah do what you want um <laughs> i've uh i've not been able to go to the gym since my sciatica because yeah I don't make it worse I've been making sure to do a load of walking. I've been doing 10,000 steps a day most days. And That's good. It's been going good. Yeah. And
0: yeah. we're starting all sorts of new things. Hey, we do a Harry Potter podcast and now you can call me Lucas Potter. Because uh, I've started a pottery course with
1: Barty, making things. Making things. Yes. Wow. So I'll tell you about that. That's why he's always busy. Lucas, can we record a podcast? No, I'm doing one of my classes. What have you got tonight? Judo. Bloody hell.
0: <laughs> I don't do judo, but I've enjoyed it. Well, Martine has done it a couple of times before, so she's a bit of an expert on the old pottery. But I'm very new, but I did... The first thing was like, you just stick your thumb in and start making a cup. And then there's a bit where you roll some clay out and make a cup or whatever. And then this last Monday, I was doing the sausage technique. But then they asked me to not do that and stick with the pottery. <laughs> no, no, it's just you get a flat piece of clay and then you, you roll them up into a sausage and then you just keep moving it around and you can make the cup go out and in and stuff like that. It's very good. Mm. It's quite, uh, what you call it, mindful. And next week they're going to let me have a go on the spinner, with the pottery wheel.
1: Looks brilliant. But I think it's going to be difficult. Why don't you make a Pottervision bowl for me and you to eat out of?
0: I, I might do that. Just the one, a Pottervision bowl. Yeah, and then when we're on tour, we can eat some cereal out of it together, can't we? Hmm. But
1: it's really nice and long, like a trough. Oh yeah, Pottervision
0: trough. That sounds. Do you good. That,
1: Do you remember that time we were? I was ill in Brighton do i remember you won't let me forget it and the first <laughs> the first meal i had after not being able to eat all day i was like oh, i'll probably get a curry then <laughs>
0: <laughs> hit the ground running i'll have a tikka masala please not been feeling too well the past few days
1: <laughs> projectile vomiting sickness and diarrhea yeah 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 can i get you a uh, hottest curry please <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. Yes. Yeah,
0: lovely. So, yeah, once I've done a few things, I'll be able to show you what I've made. But they're all uh, They need to be, I think birds is the wrong word. They need to go in the kiln and that takes a couple of weeks. And then I can paint them. But I've made a bowl, a plate, a bird, a cup.
1: Mm, brilliant.
0: A bird. I'd like to see this bird. <clears throat> it was quite easy. Well, cause there was like half an hour at the end. And all you have to do is you get two balls, one bigger than the other. And with both of them, you just start stroking the edge of the ball like that. And slowly, it turns into a beak. And then with the little one, no, the, uh, the other way around. And then with the big one, you do the same and it turns into a tail.
1: You're knocking me sick. And then you sick. just
0: stick them together.
1: Why am I making you sick? Oh, you got a ball big into big tail. You can have two big balls, and you give one of them a bit of that, and then you give the other one a bit of that. What are you talking about? Children listen to this. <laughs> well, they're learning about pottery, aren't they? But there is a
0: lot of phallic shapes in pottery, and I think when I'm going to be on the potter's wheel, it's going to be a bit like that scene in Ghost, uh, where, 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 where Martin is helping me from behind. Never mind, potter vision. Making the steps.
1: pot we should start of calling you lucas potter
0: exactly pottery vision <laughs> the new mm. pottery podcast mm. uh, uh, so i'll happily share my artwork it's uh, it's a bit basic <laughs> i will warn you but i'm a beginner what can i say
1: very yeah. good it's like outside of art you know sometimes they look like, like criminals Or like, I don't know, mentalists or psychopaths do art. Maybe it's like a similar vein to that. Well, that's what the teacher said on the first day. (laughs) She's like, you lot there. Because
0: like all the ones that had been before, like Martina and a couple of others, she had her arms around them. She's like, these girls, I know these. They can do it. You lot like criminals, yeah? And I'm going to sort you out. I'm
1: gonna bring you back into the community through pottery. She points. She points. She, point, she points at you. D- don't I know you? You like no? She goes. I swear I saw you in the wimpy, in Peterborough. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do there? Did we do something criminal? I thought we just didn't like it. No, no. I was just doing. Um. Everyone keeps spotting you in fast food places. All right. <laughs>
0: Surprise me. I start being a recluse, everyone keeps spotting me.
1: Mm. That's it, yeah. That's yeah. the thing of teachers. I know my sister avoids places because yeah. she'd be like, Oh, I can't go there with my kids because kids from her school will go to that particular kid entertainment yeah. place.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. When I worked in the high school, there were like no, none of the staff, there's over 200 staff, and none of them actually lived anywhere near where the school was. Because they just don't want to have to like bump into kids on the weekend. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well, just a bit awkward and you just want to kind of get on with your shopping without kids going,
1: hey, miss, saw you in Tesco. Yeah, miss, saw you in Tesco buying pasta. Yeah. Well, I remember some
0: kids in my class um, once filmed our English teacher doing yoga at a local leisure centre. Oh <laughs> God. She didn't like that, and rightly as well. So, yeah, that could happen to me because there are windows in the gym. I hope none of the kids film me on my bike or doing the running on the treadmill. Doing my sideways punching.
1: Imagine if one of the kids came to, I don't know, pot vision. Oh, <sighs> be good. More, I, more filmed s- I, I filmed Sir putting someone in a gimp mask. Oh, oh did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want the first and so not be the last time. I uh, announced a, uh, a little stand-up tour this week. And yeah. Me and you always joke about, you um, when you announce <sighs> dates, the people in yeah. the comments, people <laughs> in the comments, like, no Land's End, you like, no 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 Land's End, no John L. Groats, no no won't be going to. <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming to Barrington upon Smythe, no. <laughs> Population twelve. <laughs> Any Exeter, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, but well, if you can put us in with a venue in Exeter, then maybe we'll come. Speaking of which, just to tantalise people, uh, we're we're currently booking in a few more dates, aren't we? We're hoping to announce them very soon.
1: Yeah, there's ones where we're coming. Uh, Belfast we're coming back to. Dublin, apparently. We're going to uh, Sheffield again. Yeah. Manchester. Manchester. Uh, Manchester, but it's full of men. Leeds
0: yeah mm. and more <laughs> those are just the ones we got booked in at the moment but Dublin isn't 100 percent confirmed but it'll be exciting to go there we've never been before and i know we have a, a, a quite a few irish people who listen to us according to the old statistics so yeah maybe we'll see you there Seamus Finnegan Seamus Finnegan over there you can only we hope
1: we should mention that when we go to Ireland. You lot must love Seamus Finnegan. No. Oh, no, yeah, totally. me, Don't! Hey, I've also had my
0: exam last week. Did I tell you about that? Oh, yeah. No. My big exam that I've been working on, my German exam, that I need to stay in the country. I did it last Friday and uh, i think it went well but i'll find out in 3 weeks whether i passed but it was it was all, like all day there were four bits there was reading writing listening and hearing and hearing because I, I got to do the exam a bit earlier i didn't have a partner for the speaking test you go in with somebody else and you have to talk about something so when i emailed them they were like oh you can just talk to the examiner And I was like, oh, that'd be good, because they obviously speak good German, because they're German teachers, it'd be fine. And then on the day, they were like, right, we're putting you with this bloke. You've got ten minutes to get to know each other. And then we've got the exam. So they put me in in a room with this bloke, and he's one of those people who doesn't listen, who only talks. And he's going on and on and on. I can't really understand a lot of what he's saying. And then it gets to the actual exam. And we sat there and you have to describe yourself. So we both describe ourselves, that's all right. Then we have to describe a picture, blah, blah, blah. And then there are follow-up questions and he answers them a bit odd. So they go, it's all about hobbies. And they go to him, they go, what are your hobbies? Uh, And he goes, He goes, oh, I don't have time for hobbies. I've always got work and stuff. And they go, no, no, what are your hobbies? And he turns to them, he goes, do you want the truth? And the examiner goes, yeah, (laughs) yeah, we want the truth. And then he goes, I don't have time for hobbies. He gave the answer that he gave before. It was really, (laughs) it was really odd. And then the third bit we had to do together, and you get given a situation, then you have to plan for it with the other person. Mm-hmm. So on the card, it was like, your friend is going on holiday and you two have to look after his apartment and his cat, to you know, organize it amongst yourselves. But he thought that I was going on holiday and I couldn't get him to understand that oh my God. I'm not going on holiday. I'm helping you look after the flat. Our friend's going on holiday. And then they had to intervene and talk to him.
1: Halfway <laughs> <Well, laughs> the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, they yeah.
1: Can't, at least he can't mark you down for that.
0: No, I hope not. Yeah. But, because his German was quite good, I just don't think he listened properly to the scenario.
1: Excuse me, can someone have a word with Johnny, idiot, please?
0: <laughs> well yeah, but I hope it went alright and um, yeah, hopefully in a couple of weeks I'll uh I'll have good news. I think you will have passed with
1: flying colours.
0: Well, I hope so. Yeah, so now I've only got the like integration bit which is all about like German history and politics, which will be in a few months. So that's gonna be exciting. And then I'll be done hopefully, I'll be a free man to roam Germany as I please.
1: what do you plan to do to germany once you're they accept you as a citizen i plan to slowly take
0: over you know start off like look <laughs> no, like oh. <laughs> well there was a there was a rally last week in the middle of the city and martina went with a few friends she was like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, all right. I had these like, meetings with parents. And I came, came afterwards. And I was there. And there was about 10,000 people there. And I was like, I've come here. And I actually, I've come here trusting that Martina has good views. Because <laughs> I don't actually know what the, <laughs> what, what the rally's about. So I was like, Martina, what are we here for? And she went, democracy. So I was like, thank God for that. We like democracy. democracy. Like, <laughs> Martina, what are we here for? And then she's here on the microphone, send them back. Right, we're leaving, we're leaving, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> but no, thankfully, it was a lovely, peaceful rally about, uh, you know, everyone having the chance to have their say, mm. and being kind. So, have you been up too much this week?
1: Went and did a gig in Huddersfield last night. Oh, that's nice. Did it go well? Yeah, it was all right. It was a. Uh, there was they didn't sell many tickets. I can't, I can't believe they did this. They didn't yeah. sell many tickets, so they told the MC not to come. Huh? That's awful. And so they just went, "You're opening up, Tom Lawrence." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I reminds me of a time I did a gig once I was opening <laughs> and the MC was just the bloke who ran the gig and he just came mm. to the front of the stage and he just went, all right, everyone, we all know why we're here, so please welcome your opening act. <laughs> Lucas <Luke> scared <me.
1: laughs> We all know why we're here, uh, need I say more? Let's get it over with, let's get this knobhead on stage. Yeah, but how did it go? all right you know well see the thing is there were it was a work in progress gig for Nick Helm more or less right 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 who's like a famous comedian yeah and uh I went out I was like who's here to see Nick Helm and the old place cheered I was like okay so mm-hmm. I was doing my they were quite a bit older than audiences yeah. I'm used to like you know people in their 50s and stuff yeah and, uh, i was like what well, do you have for breakfast to people and yeah if, that's my that's my style of mc and ask people what they have for breakfast yeah
0: and people are like, <laughs>
1: oh, give, give me this bacon sandwich and i'm like who can do better than bacon sandwich?" And people are like get on with it and i'm like oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah ask us in the interval do the comedy <laughs> <laughs> So i did my set Mm. and went home went home bought some royal family and then uh, i bought bought a box of crunchy nut clusters and i'm like normally i eat all these within the space of 24 hours but tell you what i'll buy them this time and i'll not do that i'll i'll spread them out over the week
0: yeah that's great just for the people who uh are not living in the uk maybe don't know tom is not actually watching videos of our royal family <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the sitcom the royal family about I am. people sitting in front of the telly i am. <laughs> I saw a funny video of um some old man getting lost and walking what? like really close to kate and william did you see that clip Oh no no oh maybe maybe they're there doing this, like, grand opening or something, or a visit. And then this bloke's, like, looking around, lost. And the secu- a security guard escorts him away. And everyone's
1: there, like, with flags watching. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> it's funny waving a flag, isn't it? It's very funny, especially a little flag. It's like a big one. You know, like, the end of
0: Les Miserables. You think, oh, that, that means something, doesn't it? Or, like, the start of a... Formula One race, but (laughs) little one, (laughs) it flaps. That's good. Where'd you buy buy that from? He sells little flags.
1: The only one he ever feared. Yeah. Chapter
0: Rundown 36. Sirius Black is dead, he fallen through a curtain and now he's dead it happens more often than you think people getting <laughs> i've heard it's true that like about 10 people a year um die <laughs> on like their uh, then curtain cords, by accident anyway sirius black is dead right? harry can't believe it yeah but he is anyway the battle's still going on people are shooting each other with trees right? anyway battles going on and on and harry's angry at bellatrix lestrange because she was the one that pushed sirius through the curtain mm-hmm. and he starts chasing her down the government building and she's like come and get me come and get me she's like running through the houses of parliament like that and he's like trying to shoot her but she's too fast anyway they go up the lift more bashing things going on, and Harry's like, "The prophecy's destroyed," and she's like, "What?" Next thing, Voldemort turns up. He's a bit pissed off, if you don't mind me saying. Starts trying to kill Harry, but then a statue saves him. It wasn't a statue; it was Dumbledore. He moved the statue in front of the the bullets, and Dumbledore and Voldemort have like this big fight, and Harry's like cheering. Voldemort on and Bellatrix is cheering the other way around. And then uh, Dumbledore puts Voldemort in a big bowl of water like that. And he's like, whoa. Voldemort disappears. And next thing, Harry turns into a horrible creature. Right. With Voldemort's voice and body or something. Right. Then all the ministry officials arrive. Voldemort disappears and... Cornelius Fudge, the Minister of Magic, can't believe what he's seen. Voldemort is back. He can no longer deny it. Everyone is seeing it. And Dumbledore says his demands. He wants Umbridge out of the school. He wants Hagrid back teaching. And he wants Harry back at Hogwarts. And that's the end of the chapter. The only one he ever feared. What
1: a chapter!
0: Yeah, I echo those sentiments. What a chapter, indeed! Full of action.
1: Yeah. Loads um. There. Yeah, it was a good, good little concise one, wasn't it? I feel like we're being um, treated now.
0: Yeah. Well, because it, we've had yeah. to
1: put up with long, long, bloated, boring bastard chapters. For yeah. <laughs> Two years Um, reading this book. I wonder if we should power through the next book, do Two chapters a week, do you know what I mean? In one episode.
0: Oh, I'm against that, but let me me sleep on it and get back to you. Let's see what the listeners think. Yeah, you email us. Would you like two or five chapters a week or one chapter of uh, an episode like we have
1: been doing? Mm, email Lucas and Neil. I'd like a spreadsheet from yourself. Yeah, I will do. Yeah, I will. Spreadsheet, I'd like, feedback. I'd like the mean, the mode, the average. Yeah. Just them 3
0: Alright. The mean, the mode, and the average. I don't think you can have an average between yes and no, uh, but I'll do my best to figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> I'll do my best. I think the average is maybe. <laughs> <laughs> mode definitely can do that for you uh, the range also impossible what is yes minus no um <laughs> and the median again what is the median? Uh, probably maybe again what can i do and don't even get me started on the standard deviation i refuse to do it maths maths yeah Maths.
1: Ah, for all our kiddie listeners, uh, just you wait till you're in year eight. You might have a bit of an understanding of uh, that little riff Lucas just did. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. But the last bit, standard deviation, (laughs) not until A-level, I don't think.
1: I feel like we should always do a shout out to the little kiddies who listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good luck to you in whatever you plan to do.
1: Oh, how are the sats going? Um, oh, Voldemort, the, the only one, well, Dumbledore, the only one Voldemort ever feared. Yeah, yeah. the only yeah. one he never feared, Boogeyman. Yeah, he never feared Fred and Rose West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but did anybody? Because, like, by the time they got found out, they were imprisoned, weren't they?
1: By the time they got found out, they were imprisoned, right? Oh, do you know them two, that couple, we just imprisoned by mistake? Yeah? Yeah. I think they've been killing people. Well, good job we imprisoned them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe my logic was false. But do you know what I mean? You're like, would you still be scared of them?
1: I don't know. It is scary
0: what they did, though. That is scary.
1: If I was a wizard and I was watching telly, and it's like, you know, muggle serial killer on the loose, I think I might go, I might help him out. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly, where was Dumbledore when Raoul Moat was
1: walking around shooting people? What about uh, when Ed Kemper was killing his mother?
0: Yeah. Where was McGonagall then? What were you doing <laughs> on a certain date and time? Because I'm not being funny. If Dumbledore can deflect Avada Kedavra, he could have definitely deflected the bullets that killed John F. Kennedy.
1: When Should he have wished. When Dr. Harold Shipman was killing his patients, yeah. where was Madam Sprout?
0: <laughs> Just levitating the prescription away. Oh, don't do that one. <laughs> anyway we don't like to make light of the victims but we're lights of wizards of wizards that's what we're making light
1: of why do they not intervene so basically Sirius Black has just fallen beyond a veil and, for lack of a better expression, he has died. Agree or disagree? I agree.
0: And I get Harry's point because I think I would struggle. I'd imagine it's harder to accept death in a world of magic. Because I'm sure Harry's just thinking, can't Fred and George make a sausage sandwich revival kit? You know, some kind of magic potion or whatever. I think I'd find it harder to accept, especially when there's that resurrection stone floating about somewhere as well. Has anyone died
1: in front of your eyes where you've refused to accept it? <laughs> no. Um, so I've accepted every last one of them. Uh, <laughs> well, how, wasn't it funny when Neville runs over and he's like... "Yeah." Jesus Christ, can we stop with his speech impediment now? Oh, was Darius that a dend of doors? Yes, yes, he was a dend of Dine. <laughs> I know. We don't need that at that moment, do we? Huh? Is that there, bad. There. Yeah, it's bad. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. Once, um, I had a bad friend in high school, yeah. Naughty. Yeah. We're... He used to do this thing, and this is demented. He would walk yeah. up to this lad in the year eight, in the year above him. He'd he'd just he'd stop. He'd stand right in front of him.
0: Yeah.
1: He'd look in his face. He'd just stand up, put his hand on his own face, look at his friend, look at this guy. Yeah. And then reach yeah. forward and just slap him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so good. He'd like, reach forward and just slap him like not too hard but like
0: do you know what yeah. i mean
1: yeah yeah and it was a weird little thing he did and once we were queuing up for the lunch in the hall or whatever because it was cold yeah. and my friend's behind me and this lad who he would slap was in front of me yeah and he reached his hand past my head so, yeah. So, so like, this hand's coming up from behind this boy to his face, yeah. right, and he and he just slaps him, and he withdraws his hand, but the guy turns around, thinks it was me, and he he hits me on the forehead with his fist like that. He's like, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. And I go, like, wasn't me. And then he goes, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> in my better sorry mate
0: <laughs> oh that's alright thanks for apologising people <laughs> 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 with silly voices if I was Harry and Neville came up to me and going is that bad still silly black off end of doors I'd be like, get him out of here I'm
1: grieving get him out get him out of here I'm grieving Dardu Yes, Diane. Diane? No. No. Get him out! He's disrupting the process. <laughs> <laughs> Harry yeah. chases Bellatrix Lestrange. Do you know what? Bellatrix Lestrange, her surname seems it makes me think of the word strange. Do you know like as if she's a strange person? What do you think of yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I
0: think that and the line. Makes me think French, like a French slight. strange person. Well, that goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah, that goes without Sorry, sorry for saying that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like Lestrange. Yeah, maybe they'll have an Irish Death Eater called O' Weird. Or a Scottish one called, uh, I don't know, Hugh Unusual. I like that name. <laughs> Humour, unusual.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's going to have it.
1: it? <laughs> yeah, it's and so funny. Go on, go on. Go on. Oh, I was going to say, so Bellatrix, she she just killed Sirius. She pushed him through. What did she do?
0: Yeah, she strangled him with the curtain.
1: Did she? Well, something like that. So she she kills him. And then, and then he's immediately like, oh, "Well, that's my shift over," and starts walking for the elevators. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is still like fighting each other. I <laughs> fighting. She's like, "Well, that's me. I only came <laughs> to kill my cousin." <laughs> and then Harry. Oh yeah, runs I was getting confused like, about that. Yeah. Go on. I was about to say Harry runs after him, and he's like. What about me? Don't you want to kill me? And she's like, um, All right, I'll kill you.
0: <laughs> well, she uses a baby voice. You like, Oh, we have hammy, Musty's Godfather. And I was like, Right, I'm going to use Crucio on you now. And he uses the unforgivable curse. Mm. It's like, Right, if you use baby voice, I'm going to torture you with a
1: curse. Baby voice, is it? About this sand in your eyes. Ah. Oh,
0: oh, don't like that, baby voice, is it? How about I cut your toe off? I won't do baby voice, no more.
1: Yeah, baby Ooh. voice, you just don't know, no how yeah.
0: but it doesn't really work, the Curio... not the Curious, what's it called? Crucio Curse, because he doesn't mean curse. it. Mm. He's not angry enough, he doesn't want to torture her enough. So he just like knocks her out a bit.
1: Um, and she's like, give me the prophecy. And he's like, no, I've destroyed it. Yeah, he goes, there's nothing there
0: nothing to summon tell your boss that Now, excuse me Harry what stage of grief is this this is like 10 minutes after your godfather has died and it's like dancing around it's been destroyed no prophecy for you
1: it's not going to work <laughs> <laughs> tell that to your boss You're, I'm Alan Sugar, and you're fired. (laughs) You're fired. fired. Feels a bit like the
0: the Apprentice, you know, like when, uh, in like the last film when they're all sat around the table. It's got Alan Sugar vibes. Then I think Voldemort.
1: Yeah, yeah. When he's rotating that uh, person above the uh, dinner table. Yeah, yeah. You're levitated. I'd quite like that, I think. Bird's eye view as a dinner table. It's funny that they're rotating a woman above the dinner table who was like a muggle or something. Yeah. And it's like, if I was part of that group, I'd be like, hey, listen, I'm all for wizard uh, superiority on this planet that we call Earth. Yeah. But I just find something distasteful about a tortured dead woman above me. I know. I'm trying to have dinner here. Why? It's not nice to do. That's put me off. Me, uh, rabbit stew.
0: Rabbit stew. <laughs> rabbit stew. Hey, Death Eater meeting. What have we got? Mm. Sausage casserole <laughs> and yeah. rabbit stew later mrs piggywinkle's gonna come in and make us a lovely
1: big soup oh, sounds um, lovely voldemort voldemort turns up um yeah and he's like no it's true he's not lying he has destroyed the prophecy la 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 yeah and dumbledore he is like up. that yeah mm. dumbledore rocks up and dumbledore's like i'm gonna kill you No, he's like, I'm not going to kill you. And he's like, why, Dumbledore? Death is the worst thing that could ever happen to anyone. And Dumbledore says, I disagree. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, but he never actually says what it is. I'd be interested to find out what he thinks is worse than death. Because he's like, I'm going to do something worse to you than death. So, what? I don't think he's going to do any horrible uh, torture or anything like that. What's he referring to?
1: What are you going to do to me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something worse than death. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What's what's Dumbledore got planned? And then they have a big old duel, don't they? And it's quite epic because it's epic in the film. But I quite would have liked to have seen the bit with... uh, Bellatrix and Harry in the film because they have a bit of an exciting back and forth. But Bellatrix, alas, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and then yeah, go on. Harry's passed out and Dumbledore's crooked nose was inches from his own. Step back, I reckon. Were you about to
0: kiss me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> No, Are you bloody were.
1: Kiss me, sir.
0: <laughs> Waking up with your head teacher's nose close to yours. Excuse me.
1: He needs right, the I kiss have... of life. He needs the kiss of life. Does he? It's very unfair. He does. He's breathing. He's breathing. No, no. He needs a kiss of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you were reinstated as Hezmaster, but now you're sacked again. Ask a ban for you. (laughs) Everyone's there. They've seen what happens. And thank God everyone now believes that Voldemort's back. (laughs) I'm sick of all this bullshit. He's not back. I don't believe it. Well, he is. Get used to the idea.
1: I I tell you what, this is the fifth book, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. Five years of people saying Lord Voldemort has returned. He'd returned in the first one. Yeah, he's been back for five years. He's not been away. Lord Voldemort has returned. Lord Voldemort's... Right. Yeah.
0: From where? The shops. We know he's back. We know he's returned.
1: What do they think's happened every year? Hmm. Hmm. Right, how many kisses from your head teacher would you give this chapter out of five?
0: I thought it was a bloody good one. Really exciting, quick, no extra rubbish. Straight to the point. Battles, fights, epic showdown between Dumbledore and Voldemort. I'm going to give it five kisses from your head teacher out of five.
1: Very good. Myself. I'd be inclined to agree there was uh, hilarity, you know, Neville talking about this, da, Dary, da, Do's dad, Do da, dunkel's dead. He's not my uncle. <laughs> um, there was a chase, Harry breaking and using an unforgivable curse. Harry, that's unforgivable. We can't forgive you for that now. But it was against Bellatrix Lestrange, yeah? And I bet you want to kiss her, don't you? Well. Dumbledore (laughs) and Voldemort become face-to-face. These are things that would send the front page of the Daily Mail into a frenzy. Mm. I can give this chapter no more than five kisses from a headteacher out of five. Right. Are you ready for the segment I tentatively call Quiz. Quiz, 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 quiz. Right, question one: Where did Harry dodge behind? Uh,
0: the statue.
1: Mm-mm. It was the Fountain of Magical Brethren.
0: Yeah, yeah, the statue, the fountain thing with the statue
1: in it. It's not a fountain. It's not a statue, is it? It's the Fountain of oh, Magical right. Brethren. This is not a funny name. Uh, yeah. What are we going to put on in the lobby? Fantasy of Magical Brethren, I'd say so. Um, mm-hmm. Very nice. What, spe- what spell did Harry use on Bellatrix? Crucial. Correct. What did Bellatrix abandon uh, during her duel with Harry? What did she
0: abandon? Mm. Um, I think she abandoned the baby voice. Correct. Why (laughs) did Voldemort flee?
1: Well, I think because everybody turned up. Mm, correct. Dumbledore appeared. And finally, what did Dumbledore flick? His own wand. His wand. Oh, (laughs) very good. Unfortunately, you did not win the quiz. Oh. Quiz, 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 quiz.
0: And now it is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to Ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beat this week? Well, we've had a lovely five-star review from Wilco Sambora. Wilco Sambora. Everybody goes to Wilco Sambora. He says or she says, I was banned from listening to this in bed after waking up my wife laughing. Just put the latest episode on at 2 a.m. and Lucas doing an impression of Tom's fact about the Remembrall has once again made this strictly a daytime podcast in our house. So thank you very much, Wilco Sambora.
1: I can I just say I loved that review. I read that review the other day. Sometimes I go and yeah. check on the on the review yeah. and saw that one, and it made me remember <laughs> the the anger you had for me telling that fact. Uh, so yeah. funny. Me going, He remembered. No, he did this, and you know, spit it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was a very good fact once it came out. Now, we've had a message from G Fish on Instagram uh, and G Fish says, Hello, I discovered your podcast maybe a month ago and I'm binging it. I think my record is five episodes in one day. Bloody hell. If I was to rate it, I'd give it five little Miss Naughty Knickers (laughs) out of five because it has me giggling to myself when I'm listening. Uh, While I'm cleaning, driving out for walks, doing anything that would otherwise have me snoozing. Currently, I'm on episode 45. Tom mentioned that butterbeer sounds like liquid Werther's originals. And I'd like to tell you, to let you in on a recipe of mine, a recipe for uh, butterbeer. A couple of bags of Werther's into a bottle of vodka, turned occasionally for a couple of weeks, makes a creamy, lethal, delicious alcoholic treat. I hope that's not what they're serving in the Hogshead, but with Hagrid's drinking habits, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, what a great tip. Uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure to my ear holes listening to you, and I can't wait to catch up and hear how your damp is getting on, Lucas. Oh, it's mm. still there, but I don't live there anymore. So it's uh, someone else's problem now. But yeah, not that's not there anymore. A... Well, most of it's not there anymore. Um, yeah. But, yeah, thank you so much. If anyone wants to try out G Fish's uh, recipe for butterbeer, that sounds fantastic. Now, we've had another message on Instagram from Laugh and Let Die Events. And they say, Hello, Pottervision boys. Me and my girlfriend came to the show in Manchester. Bloody
1: brilliant.
0: I've never
1: listened. I I saw this message. Didn't this guy go on to say he's never going to listen to the pod (laughs) anyway? Yeah. (laughs) If he's never going well. to listen to pod, I don't think he um, should have his uh, message read out. You can't say a message. I'm never going to listen to your pod, but read out my question on the pod. Uh, no. All right, then. But well, thank you so much for your message. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have some
0: patrons that we need to welcome. Uh, and We've got quite a few. We should try and get a few of th- you. Uh, And the first one is a baby Hermione,
1: and it's Harrison Davis Rowe. Harrison Davis Rowe. Right, before I start the baby stories, um, we received a message from a disgruntled patron saying, I've not had my baby story. I joined in December and I've not had it yet. Right, we do. (laughs) Two episodes a month, and there's a backlog because people keep joining and then... Quitting, so we've always got ten bloody patrons to do a week. So there's a back Please, please give us time. Please. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. you. We're not doing it out of ignorance. Uh, there's just a lot of uh, patron stories coming through. Right. Uh, are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that, yeah. um, Harrison. New Year. This is the first baby story of the New Year. In February. (laughs) Bloody (laughs) hell. Harrison. New Year, new you. You are a brand new baby. But in a past life, you were a different man. You were an emperor. A murderer. All people feared you. You ruled with an iron fist. Um... (laughs) You were merciless. One night in your kingdom, the temple of Rajabu. uh, That's that's your name. (laughs) Emperor Rajabu. And you lived in the temple Rajabu. You had set out on a journey where you had decided to murder all the men in the kingdom so no one could usurp you. How many did you murder? Something to the tune of ten thousand men. You had a small kingdom, but it was still mighty. Um so all men um, are <laughs> four. <what?
0: laughs> well, we're getting somewhere, aren't we? Yeah.
1: Ten thousand men. <laughs> yeah. One man you did not murder. You'd gone to his bedroom that night, stood above his bed with your hand around his face. And you took one look at this puny man and you said, you will never have the power to murder me. So you left him with two little pushes of your finger across his face. Uh! (laughs) (laughs) The boy found that disrespectful. Right. Mm. So... He cried for a few days until he mustered the strength, and he entered your temple. He disguised himself as a beautiful woman. He um, he put some padding around his hips, some padding on his buttocks to give the appearance he had these big, juicy, voluptuous buttocks. And then he put oh, yeah. on his mother's he put his mother's bra, and within the bra he did some stuffing. He put um, I don't know. Uh, fruit and vegetables to give the uh, the uh, appearance as though he had great big bosoms. He wiggled his way into the temple and you, Rajagu, saw them coming and you thought to yourself, ooh, I like a bit of that. Uh, would you care to make a baby with me? You said to this man. <laughs> the man nodded at you. <laughs> Walked <laughs> over and he said, climb upon me then. And then just as he did, he put a knife to your neck, slit your throat and you died. And now you are a baby uh, to start your new life. Uh, don't do any of that again, please. All right. Well, I hope that was worth the wait.
0: Harrison. <laughs> 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 what? Is that a story? An actual story? No, I made it up. No, oh, you made it up. very good. Um, Now we've got another baby, Hermione, so a big welcome to Emma
1: Carey. Emma Carey, you are the second baby of the new year, the second born. You've been born into a family with a baby already and this other baby is being showered in attention and you are being overshadowed. The achievements of this, the first baby, they can't get over it. Being able to walk at six months old, being able to sing, la 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 la, whereas you are a normal baby, yeah, and uh, you cannot sing or walk so early. The years roll on, the years roll on, and this uh, overshadowing does not uh, fall away. The jealousy consumes you. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Your older sibling has a big test on uh, her piano uh, the next day. (laughs) She wants to get her grade 8. Is that right, Lucas? That's the highest one, yeah. grade 8. And if she gets the grade 8, she gets to go to piano school in Hong Kong. You are seething with jealousy. So, she's practising piano the night before a great day. <laughs> you walk over and go on, Piano you're playing, is it? And they go, Yep. La and you're like, it's lovely that. It's lovely. Thank you. You are uh, my younger sibling who I'm very fond of and there uh, you go late for that you grab the cover of the uh, the piano you know the thing that covers the keys and you slam it oh, down yeah. onto her fingers ah. all 10 fingers broken and you walk off giddy as hell <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, just a tip for anyone who is doing their grade eight piano, uh, while you're playing your, your piece, whether it's Moonlight Sonata or whatever it might be, don't go la 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 dee. La, 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 la. The examiner will ask you to play it again. Uh without singing over the top of it, you know. They can't really uh judge your technique while you're singing. Mm. But yeah, so thank you very, very much. Uh, Emma. Now, our next baby is another baby, Hermione,
1: and it's Ewan McKenna. Ewan McKenna. You have been born and you have lived a life of luxury in Spain. You are part Mm. of the upper middle classes and your parents have really favoured your education over the years. Tutors, you know, summer schools, they've got great big thank. Great big things planned for you. At the end of your high school, you are due or to go on to university, yeah. And a celebration of the end of all exams. You have gone to a masquerade ball, as is Spanish tradition. At the masquerade ball. Uh, Everyone is dancing and singing about. You bump into someone, it's uh, the kind of person you would find attractive. And you're looking at each other going, oh, they compliment you. You're quite the nice mover. And you're like, thank you. I like your moves. You've already said that. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, uh, how about a kiss? You go, oh, I've never had a kiss before. My life, uh, studying and education, um, I've always put that to the back of my mind. But why not? Masquerade ball. I'm uh, I'm an adult. I'm about to go to university. Why not? You lean in, finger on your lip. They go, no, meet me at the highest turret of this castle at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, all right. They say, wear nothing. You go, that's a bit of a step up from a kiss. All right, you said. I wanted to uh, you now. I'm rocking up naked into a room. There you go. All or nothing, buddy. You go, all right. You go the highest turret. You get naked, all right? You leave right. on your masquerade hat. Right. Um, you think, right, midnight is drawing close. Better pucker up. Mm-hmm. The 12th bell. And rings. Mm. Bong, bong, bong. That was 10, 11, 12. 10, 11, 12. <laughs> the door yeah. whips open. You're expecting to be kissed. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's your whole class staring at you and laughing. Ah <laughs> ha naked, naked. Oh, 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 oh. You stumble backwards and fall out of the turret window. Oh! Yeah. You land on a Mercedes-Benz car, you are killed. All that education wasted.
0: Yeah, and just to reminder that all these stories are happening to babies. All right, the <laughs> next... No. So there you go, Ewan. And our next patron is a baby Harry, and it's Rachel Gough.
1: Rachel Gough. You were abandoned at a railway station at a young age. A baby. Um, You were raised. You're now a child and you have uh, been living there. Uh, You know the ins and outs of it. You uh, help repair the trains, you get covered in oil. Uh, You steal sandwiches off passengers. Um, Sometimes you go up to the clock tower and uh, you sit and watch everyone as they uh, prepare for their trains and get all upset over cancelled trains. One day, a couple come who you think, I reckon they're my parents. I'm gonna go reintroduce myself. You go down and you start eavesdropping on them and they start saying little clues uh, that make you think, Oh, I think they might be my parents. Things like, do you remember when we dropped off a baby here a few years ago? (laughs) And you're like, hmm, maybe, maybe, man and a woman. It's possible, it's possible. You listen a bit more. Uh, Do we regret doing that? They say yes. You think, oh my god, amazing. A treat. I'm going to crawl in their suitcase and give them a surprise for where they next... uh, mm, to when they next uh, open their bags. You climb in. Yeah, you you zip yourself up. Any good? Very good, I like that. It's not a bad zip, was it? You climb aboard the train. Well, you're now on the train. It's a eight hours journey. Uh, John Hill groats to Land's End. <laughs> Both of which are
0: on Tom's new buttervision
1: tour. Stand up the tour. <laughs> um, right. yeah. Then. You are waiting, you get to the hotel room, and you're waiting, when will I get out of this suitcase to surprise my parents? They Mm. really regret throwing me away, and I can forgive them. They're in their bedroom, and they're making themselves a cup of tea, and you think, I'll listen a while longer. And funnily enough, they're still talking about that baby that they dropped off the train station all those years ago. Mm. reiterating the same things again. Do you regret that? I do, I regret that. And you're like, oh my God, they're going to be so happy if they regret it. Wait till they see me. And then they go, yeah, yeah. I wish we'd never kidnapped that baby off that beautiful young couple. (gasps) And they said, I wish we'd never charged them a ransom which we'd taken and never returned the baby. (gasps) You think, oh God, these aren't my mum and dad. These are a pair of kidnappers. You wait until nightfall, right? You uh, zip open the bag. On the bed, they lay under a single sheet. It'd been a hot night and they were sleeping under it, yeah? Nude. You think, time to enact my revenge. You see some chloroform on the bedside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) You put some chloroform on uh, some bandages and you hold them over their sleeping faces yeah. <laughs> they're asleep but i need them to pass out even more you pour on too much and they die um upon the suitcase you find all the the money that they'd taken well, what was left from your parents and you find a picture of their parents of your parents and uh, some newspaper clippings you take it all back on a train and begin your adventure. Hey, that was a good one. That was fantastic.
0: So thank you so much Rachel. And we have another baby Harry and it's Freya Bleethman. Freya
1: Ah. You are a baby on a beach with your mum and dad. La 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 la, <laughs> la, la, la. Okay. Dad runs over, he goes would you like a uh, ice cream Freya? Yes please. Uh, he goes to ice cream shop and gets you a ninety-nine with a flake in it. There you go. Passes it to the baby. Too big for the baby's hand. Oh, 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 oh You struggle but you manage. Mum leans over, hey, did you know flakes don't melt? And you're like, ooh. And to prove this, you take the flake out of the ice cream and you hold it in your hand. The heat of the hand does not melt the flake. You think, brilliant. You pop it back in and start enjoying it. Eyeing you from above is the biggest seagull in England. (laughs) Yeah. It cannot believe what a prize it has uh, in its crosshairs it's like oh my god i can't believe it you're sat there with an the ice cream too big for you licking away la, 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 la. Ah! it swoops down <sighs> narrowly missing both you and the ice cream everyone's like oh 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 that's a big seagull let's get out of here Dad and mum stop packing things up. They say, run, Freya, run. You start running off down the beach. And the seagull is swooping down at you. They're like, toss the ice cream, toss the ice cream. Greed has got the better of you. You're licking away, trying to get your money's worth. They go, Freya, fucking toss it. All right? Yeah. Buy you another. You toss the ice cream. The seagull does not divert. It was not the ice cream the seagull had in mind it was you yeah you carry on running with your little baby legs ah 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 the seagull swoops one final time opens its beak and swallows you whole (gasps) you are taken into the air inside the seagull's stomach your parents look and go, Oh my God, baby, done. oh my God, I can't believe it. All of a sudden, the seagull's smile fades. Oh, oh. Inside the seagull's stomach, you have found a little blade and you have <laughs> cut open a hole and poked your face out of the seagull's body. The seagull is confused. It's like, Mm, that's not meant to happen. You take the blade, <laughs> poke it into the seagull's heart and the seagull dies. Yeah. You think, oh no, now the seagull's going to plummet towards the earth, they'll both be- perish. No. You stretch your baby arm into the inside of the e- seagull's bones. <laughs> you are now controlling the seagull. La 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 Your parents you, Freya, return to us. Freya. You go "Uh uh-uh this is my life now
0: and you fly away (laughs) that's fantastic thank you so much freya and you up for one last one no that was five (sighs) all right so yeah so as we said obviously the last two shows we did were the live shows as well uh so we're a bit behind on the babies but we are doing
1: them also you got that they are long they are long stories. <laughs> Episodes can't be baby stories. Like People wouldn't listen at all.
0: Mm. So we thank you very kindly for your patience. And that was Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Potter Vision Podcast. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to us. Uh, yeah, as we kind of hinted at, we're uh, booking a few dates at the minute. Hopefully by the time of the next episode we will have some more information for you, but we're hoping to be traveling around in April and May uh, Mm. this year, doing some bits and bobs. Otherwise, you can join us on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. We get a few more movies in. We've just watched Camp Rock. And uh, next week we're watching Watership Down and commenting on that. And as soon as we're finished with uh, The Order of the Phoenix, we're gonna be watching that movie as well. Uh, So some more Harry Potter movie content. Coming for mm. you, lovely paying customers. But mm. this has been Pottervision. The next time we'll be on episode one hundred and thirty-four, chapter thirty-seven of the Order of the Phoenix: The Lost Prophecy.
1: Mm. You
0: have been the nation's favourite, Tom
1: Tom Laurinson. and you have been Wales's golden child, Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.